and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 133. I am your host, Cameron Shustar, and with me is... James Seelig. Our second video episode, guys. Uh, I'm trying to look directly at the camera up now, so hello! <laughs> yay, again! Uh, still not used to this at all. I I think after I get some things done, I'll figure out a better, I, I guess, positioning setup. I'm thinking of, uh, I guess, moving the camera, like, maybe down towards, like... Uh, like right below my monitor so it's just kind of sitting on the upper portion of my desk so it'd be like straight like right here would be the eye level of where it's at uh i'll see if that works because then it would be directly behind the mic so it'd be getting the mic first so uh, i don't think that would work actually maybe this is a bit maybe i'll leave it here we'll see what happens but uh of course this is sutra side talk every week we talk what we're playing and watching and a bit of news usually uh two pieces, maybe three, maybe one uh, about game, movie, TV show news. And uh, we usually keep it brief this week. Uh, I know last week, guys, if you were new and you just listened on YouTube, thank you for tuning in with us and getting through a two hour episode with us, which usually we are never that long anymore. We used to be at certain points, but for the most part, we are pretty much around between an hour and an hour and a half at this point. Uh, we've managed to have a more fine-tuned, like, shorter version of the show. It's just, it was kind of like our end-of-the-year thing where it's like, oh, here's our tops of the year, and then, like, everything looking forward to and stuff. And, you know, we had a lot to say about it. So that's yeah. why it took so long. Lots Whereas today, to yeah, we got much more of a confined thing with uh, the two things we want to talk about. Ghostbusters Afterlife and Matrix Resurrections. So we'll be talking about those two films. Uh, the news will be uh, three pieces. E3 potentially ending, which I feel like we've talked about this before, but that was more of the possibility of it like leaving, considering we're at a, we were at a point where I think it was just virtual. Like this past year is virtual. And then the year before that, it was absent. And now there is, you know, we'll get to it. But yeah, yeah. so like E3 ending, uh cw apparently going up for sale which i i kind of have a few things to say about that and then uh ben affleck no longer being batman for good like that that'll be a conversation too because i know of course the internet's probably going eight different ways on that but i can at least put our we can say what we think about that uh and the future of dc stuff especially because i guess we potentially would have talked about it in the cut of steel but Right now, I put that on hiatus, so it would be here. And besides that, for the most part, we usually just put the news here anyway that like gets on here. That's worth putting on here, considering I put a lot of stuff on Instagram now instead. But yeah, James, how was your week? Pretty good. Uh, just kind of getting back to work after the like one week off for winter break. So getting back into the swing of things and just like the way my work is set up. We didn't have any like studies running during the break so like for at least the first few days back there wasn't really much to do so uh, this i guess going into next week will be like fully back to schedule so i don't know last week was just like not super eventful i guess okay yeah i know we today was a crazy day just because it was uh my grandmother's 96th birthday. Ah, so yeah, 96. Birthday. Yeah. After my grandfather already turned 101 in December. So it's just like, you know, all that, that, all that fun stuff is happening. 
we saw Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring in theaters today, which was really fun. Uh, I, uh, I love that movie. That so whole good. like series of movies so much. Yeah. And then uh, what? Oh, oh, dude, the Attack on Titan final season part two came out, started today. It oh, really? Yeah, I watched it uh, right before this. Actually, when we got back from the movies, I went and I'm like, I know what I want to watch right now. And I watched that and I watched the newest episode of season two of Demon Slayer. And I'm like happy Attack on Titan's back. So I'm just like, I just want this to end. Like, that's where I'm at with Attack on Titan. Whereas like Demon Slayer, I'm like, I never want this to end. But I want more and more episodes to keep them coming. And the newest episode, without spoiling anything, all I I can say is I did not see that coming. And holy shit, because I have been attempting where Attack on Titan, uh, there was such a gap between like seasons that i just said fuck it and went onto the wiki just to see what the hell is going on and i never i don't read manga just because i don't have time uh it's like a, i barely can keep up with my current pull list of comics and then i'm behind on like reading actual novels so of the stuff i want to read uh, eventually when i get to like the witcher series and stuff in terms of like reading novels and stuff but uh that's where i was at with attack on titan whereas demon slayer i am trying so hard to stay away from any spoilers like that one i'm trying to stay pure on and like i was looking up some stuff about like rengoku from mugen train and then there's like all this stuff on youtube going which you're gonna die and i'm like what the (laughs) fuck get the fuck i don't want to watch this get this out of here i don't want to know who dies and it's just like jesus christ stupid youtube so it's it's been a fun just i have to avoid things for i don't know how many years basically and it's gonna be a great time so good times there uh you ready to i guess jump right into the news yeah all right so first stop we'll start with the gaming news and the big thing here like i said is e3 we've talked about it before because e3 it felt was getting smaller from sony pulling out and ea ea i was like e3 pulling out of e3 and i'm like that's not right ea pulling out of e3 uh ea does their like their own thing called like ea play and sony does something sometimes yeah with like a weird showcase that comes out of fucking nowhere usually well even before sony pulled out entire granted the difference is sony pulled out entirely like they don't even have a show floor presence that i'm aware of anymore True. uh but nintendo yeah, they're gone nintendo yeah. like they still would set up like a stage not well like an event area but it was usually themed after like a specific game that they were trying to sell like soon or whatever but like they stopped doing e3 presentations a while ago and it's like that's where they started their um nintendo directs so it's been like a while that e3 has felt like it's been like waning in like yeah importance to this point now too like you know ubisoft has uh ubisoft forward for better or for worse and xbox does like uh besides their exo events they they've been doing uh their events too like online so and those are all thing, like, heavy hitters especially now that they've combined with bethesda who is the other press conference group and yeah. now they're with the xbox so it's like there's getting less of a need unless you're actually going to be on the show floor trying stuff out at this and point. we were or like companies were kind of pivoting towards just putting out their uh announcements online whenever they just felt like it or whenever it was like right for them that even before covid yeah and now it's just like well you can't even really safely do in-person events even to this day apparently we're back to there so 
uh, E3 or the ESA has not been able to do a live, uh, I don't even know what, I guess it is live, like an actual show, like a yeah. conference, in-person conference for like two years now. And they just canceled 2022. So not looking good for them. Yeah, not, not looking good at all. And like, here, here's what it says currently with the like little quotes I got here. Due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, E3 will not be held in person in 2022. We remain incredibly excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. So they could try to do what they did last year. It sounds like that is what they're going to do. But at the same time, I've already been seeing tweets of being like, yo, I'm going to miss E3. And oh man, I remember my memories there, but it's sad to see it go and all this shit. I'm like, I mean, that's not that's not what the message here sounds like, but yeah, that's what it feels. That's 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 the room temperature apparently currently. Yeah. So. After they made this like announcement, I saw a lot of games journalists commenting that like you know I feel like I've been hearing the E3 is dead thing for like ten years now, and it's it still hasn't happened. They're still around. I mean, we're still waiting for the fucking housing market to crash. So there's that, too. It's hard. Yeah, (laughs) we're still and GameStop's still around. There's all these things that were just like, would you just fucking die? And they won't. I love how towards the beginning of the pandemic, when I was trying to find things to make light of to joke about, I was like, well, supposedly there's this max like mass exodus happening from San Francisco because people don't want to live here anymore because there's no point. Maybe I'll finally be able to live in my own city. No. No. I'm like looking at apartment prices recently in, around the Bay Area and everywhere is like, like not unaffordable, but definitely hard to afford. Cheaper, I would say if you checked six months ago, it would have been cheaper. It might have been, yeah. Because uh, that's when they were doing the whole extra bonus things where they're like, for the first year or two, you can pay True. this much. And, yeah. They're, and then, yeah. But yeah, I think they're like, well, people are going to come back now or something. Yeah. So you I think it was because of all those... All those people living downtown and shit or like working downtown and they're like, wait, we can work remotely. Yeah, it's like, like wait, I could do this anywhere. Then I, I don't need to live in super expensive city USA. Yeah. So at least we still got some good restaurants that yeah. after certain ones closed. But no, that happens. Uh, I'm not sure what to think. Because... It is what you said. Like we've been saying E3 is going to die for how many years now? And it's still here. Yeah. And there is already like shortly after this, I think there was a tweet going like summer game fest 2022 coming, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I like, I said it last year. I'm glad it wasn't as bad as what was it? 2020 summer, 2020 summer was fucking horrible with the amount of different shows happening and how fatiguing they were. And then 2021 came and it was less fatiguing, but I was still like, I just wish it was like E3 in terms of have it in a week where everyone dies in that week, but at least it's over instead of fucking having it everywhere. So it feels like you're just having like every week of, oh, here's the news. Ripping a bandaid off where it's like, do you really want to prolong that pain? (laughs) Yeah. And you know, I've heard so many stories, especially from like game journalists of like, yeah, you know, you go there. They literally have what they call war rooms uh, for like gaming journalists there at E3 because people are like setting up shit, going in and out, going to whatever they need to, drinking a shit ton at night, 
uh, to, to cope with it all, I think. <laughs> Which honestly, you know, sounds horrible, but fun at the same time. It just sounds like a yeah. weird experience you can have. Uh, and now, you know, that's gone. And it's just now you're sitting in your room on a computer, potentially with a green screen behind you going, listen, guys, this is what we heard from this company, so-and-so, and this is the gameplay we're seeing, and I'm talking to them virtually right here on the computer, too. And, you know, like, that that's kind of what we've been getting a lot of, unless they can do those, like, some of them have been at, at least been able to pull off, like, hey, check it out. We have an empty studio that we brought, like, eight people to to talk about these games. Like, that's kind of yeah. what I've been seeing uh, over this, like, duration of being inside uh but i don't know now i would like an e3 but also i don't see the need for it as much either it's just i i I think all i want is just that compact news time that's all i want whether it comes in the form of e3 or just everyone, everyone agreeing to, oh, okay, I have Monday, I have Tuesday, you have Friday, whatever. Uh, talk about my shit. Talk about your shit. Yeah. Uh, th- that's kind of what I'm looking at. But in ter- what do you think? Do you think this is actually going to happen? Do you think this is going to be the last E3 if, if we're even going to get it this year? It's hard for me to say it would be the last E3. I mean, I don't know. It's like... I don't really know the back end stuff of like how much it costs to do a what like even like a typical E3 show like it's reserving like stage present or stage time but like yeah last year like we mentioned was different where it was like um I was going to say pre-recorded but it wasn't it was still live it's but it was like a lot of I can't remember if the segments were pre-recorded and they just like had live presenters um i know Greg I, I was they there. felt pretty i th- i think some of them were pre-recorded they seem yeah. like they were pre-recorded and so like that's not that hard to do or well, i should say that's not that hard to do that's not nearly as difficult to put together as like a live show a live show yeah so it and so i don't know if the esa like didn't charge as much for last year and if if they make it worth people's money to to reserve time at this show then maybe they could keep this going. But yeah, it just seems like a lot of the news over the last many years that, you know, E3 has been losing its um, relevance. It's just like, how long are companies going to be willing to shell out like thousands and thousands of dollars to do something that they could do for a fraction of the cost themselves online? And I don't know how E3, the ESA gets around that. Like... Because even if they do charge less to do this semi, you know, you know, live presenter thing, but presenting pre-recorded segments, I don't know how you even sell that. Because, like I just said, you could just do that yourself, like yeah. for a fraction of the cost. So the only thing that you could maybe keep uh, saying about the e- about E three is just like it's history like there Mm -hmm. is like that allure of like okay it's e3 week it's kind of like video game christmas where you know you're gonna find out where what every company is making over the next like couple years and like what are you gonna get to unwrap at certain days and stuff like that but i don't know i i guess long long answer short i don't think this is gonna be the last e3 
I hope it's not the last E3, but it's definitely not looking good for them. If they don't figure out some way to make like an appealing uh, offer to Mm -hmm. game devs to like keep showing up at their events, I can't see them lasting for much longer. Yeah, I, I I read a little bit more into it, and it seems like they're not even certain if they'll have a digital event this year. Oh, that's really bad. I think they meant E3, the future of E3 in general, not necessarily to this year. So mm, okay, yeah, there's no data or anything. They they like they are uncertain if they'll have anything at all this year, even at the digital stage. So mm. I don't, I still don't know. I would like to say. I don't think there will be an event this year unless they put something together last minute. I think the if they will do it, we're going to hear about it in March or sometime yeah, in February, I guess which I was... is also really bad because that means like they have to do a lot of last minute prep yeah. to even make that happen. Because usually, you know, you're you're spending a lot of time, a lot of months, like getting E3 together, seeing who's coming, figuring out like all that shit. And if they're not even certain if it's happening, does that mean they have have they worked on it at all yet? Or are they just saying we're still debating if we're going to even try we're going to even try to plan it for this year, which, you know, that's six months away, which, you know, feels long now. But usually when we start the new year, June feels like forever away. And yeah. next thing you know, it's already fucking E3. And you're like, oh, that the, when did this happen? Like, how did we get here already? So, dude, when like Christmas was rolling around, I was like, Wait, but the year just started. <laughs> like I said, I still, if I could, I'd, I'd literally change everything and go, yeah, right now it is, uh, it's January, <laughs> it's January 9th, 2020. And, uh, yeah. here we are, and, you know, that's what I would do personally. I would, or if I could 2019, I have very, I'd be very happy to just go back to 2019 too. That's, but that's just me. Oh, the before uh, times. Yeah. The before times, the, the normal before times and just be like, cool and i have a better edge and just uh i still watched and played everything i did so i don't have to do it again please (laughs) but yeah uh nothing else to say just i think maybe there is going to be a more definitive ending here or uh another relapse here where there's nothing there again but it's it's really hard to say because they don't have the group together like they used to either uh moving on though i think yeah uh cw the channel dcw home of such high quality shows as riverdale and the flash is going for sale (laughs) the the wb and uh, cvs apparently are or viacom cvs uh, or i guess overall parent companies viacom cbs and warner media are pretty much like putting it for sale because it is currently not making any money and i could tell you why i was reading up on it so this is from an ign article by according to daniel it's never made any money yeah that's it yeah isn't that what i just said you said it's currently not making or i might might have misheard you sorry oh yeah no actually no it was it was making some money actually oh it was was. Hmm, yeah so so this is an rgn article from matt kim Uh, i just want to source that uh apparently it wasn't making any money besides them licensing out the shows like the DC shows to international uh, streaming services and or international networks and streaming services, as well as like Netflix. And that's where they were making the money was the licensing for those not actually premiering them on the CW or anything like that. But because apparently uh, Warner Media stopped that with Netflix 
and they're trying to more promote them on like HBO Max and everything else. If it's on HBO Max, that's free. They already own that. They're not charging right. any money for that. They're not getting any money for that. So now they're like, wait a minute, this fucking <laughs> this doesn't give us anything. <laughs> so oh, huh. now they're uh, they're pretty much like, let's just put this for sale. And I completely forgot where this fucking channel came from. Because do you remember the old channel, James? Yeah. The WB. Yes, that's what it was. Channel 13, the WB, and then it changed the channel 12. At least in San Francisco, it was channel 13. And then it was the CW changed the channel 12 because UPN and the WB combined into the CW. I never understood what it stand, stood for until I realized, oh, like fucking CBS, C, and then Warner yeah. Brothers, W. And I'm like, oh, CW, fuck, oh, shit. Yeah, Daniel also mentioned that the other day, and I was like, Oh, I never knew that. It makes so much I, sense. I mean, I always remember the switch, and for some reason in my mind, I just went, so they just switched the WB to see they just kind of put the B in front of the W, but then turned the B into a C. I don't get it. Yeah, and, you know, I, was I just remember a fucking kid. At the time as a kid, I was just like, I don't get it, but whatever. It's the CW now, I guess. <laughs> and you know, there's a lot of shows on there that aren't um there's some shows that aren't dc like archie of course riverdale's archie archie comics is a completely yeah. different company uh there's like other shows like valor which i don't even know if is still going on maybe it got canceled or something i never watched it there was with the 100 which is also over yeah. but oh supernatural too that was i guess the oh, last yeah. really long-running wouldn't die show uh should have ended after season five but you know that's just me no I they agree. uh pretty much just you know, pump DC shit into it. And it's not even really good DC shit. It's just like, you just kind of get angry watching it half the time. I liked it at first, but now that's there's just they, all the shows so do. much though. The, they'll start off with a show that's really good, but then you're like, okay, there's 26 episodes in like nearly one hour shows for a season. And a lot of it's also filler. And yeah. after usually three seasons, that show turns to shit. And so far, it's rang true. Yeah, I was and, trying to explain this to dad, like my dad, the other day of like why it's a bad idea for these CW, uh, like DC shows to be so many episodes per season. And it's like you take a comic book story arc that's normally like maybe five or six issues and you stretch that out to like, like you said, like 26 hour long episodes there's going to be a lot of filler there. And yeah, even with the flash, like I got so tired of the flash because they would do like one story arc per season and then a bajillion, just like enemy of the week episodes. And I just got bored. I, uh, I will say like the lat they did like a weird, I guess because of, uh, scheduling and pandemic and everything else. They did a weird, like here's all the season premieres, but it's instead of like regular seasons, for like the Flash and Riverdale, here's a five episode event for each show. And it's like every week for five weeks. And then it's going to go on a mid-season finale and come back to the regular season in like okay. January. And for the Flash, I'm like, oh, it's this is this year's event. It's called like Armageddon. The first event since like CW's like Crisis on Infinite Earths and stuff. But I, I watch it and I'm just like, okay. I bring in some heroes in here and there very briefly, albeit as this shit. This is, really, <laughs> this, is some, this is really bad. I hate this. This is this is fucking pe this is trash. This is at, I'm watching trash. Aww. I'm angry. 
That's that I spent five hours. I wasted five hours of my life that I can never get back with this. And then I watched Riverdale and I'm like, this is less trash, but garbage is garbage. Yes. <laughs> Is, it's like it's Riverdale, but it's like a weird alternate Riverdale called River Vale. And uh, it, as in everything they did in it didn't matter, I felt like. So then I'm like, OK, ah. so I watched five episodes of nothing. Oh, look, Sabrina from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is in here for like also five for two minutes showing that she's alive. And she goes, yeah, I died once. Hint, hint, Netflix show. And. Yeah, it's the same dude. It's the same. Uh, it's Kira, Kira Shipkin or whatever her name is. I, I guess that's kind of interesting. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I'm like, so is that was that it? I thought she was going to like be on the show, not just like cameo appearance for two minutes. Oh, OK. Fuck. I, I guess you could say that's 10 hours I wasted. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I felt. But back to this news of CW being sold. If they sell it, does that mean it's still going to have DC shows on it or will they want to just move all of that to because here's two things they can get one they sell it they get the money for selling the channel and that is a profit I guess and now less production money two they could license the DC stuff that are that's already on there to whatever channel wants to whatever network wants to pick it up and then uh, now they're making money more frequently from that or they just put it onto HBO Max and go, hey, here's more HBO Max original shows. And then some people go, well, this is shit. Can we stop doing the show? And then they cancel some of those shows and go, yeah, that was shit, wasn't it? Huh? And maybe yeah. we should cancel Flash finally because it's fucking trash. But it's. But what if they shorten every season to just like 10 to 12 episodes like they should maybe be? Maybe it'll be better. But also they ran out of stuff with the Flash. If you look, yeah. dude, they replaced like they replaced some of the people after doing weird shit because they were like oh cisco's uh gone now but before that to make cisco interesting we said he didn't want to be vibe anymore because he felt he was nothing if he was nothing without vibe so he wanted to become someone without vibe and i'm like what that's that's fucking stupid so that i mean that is the only reason i care and then they got rid of him i'm like good because if he's not vibe then i don't give a fuck so shit it's weird it's really fucking weird they're doing some i've noticed in some shows they're going like maybe superpowers aren't good after all and i only want like half the power or no power and i'm I'm like evil or some shit i'm like you guys aren't good at writing you guys should stop stop get get another job i don't like this but i don't know anyway uh yeah i feel like it's most likely especially since the way i heard the story was that like Warner Bros, who owns all the DC stuff, was tired of losing money on the yeah. CW. So, especially since, like you said, almost it seems like almost everything on the CW right now is DC shows. Like there's Riverdale, but it's like I'd say two thirds of it is probably DC, yeah. if not half. Half to two thirds is DC DC shows. So I could see how Warner Bros would be like, "Why are we doing this? We're just losing money. We have our own s- streaming service." let's just keep doing the shows put them on the on that uh, on hbo max or whatever so i feel like that's the most likely thing to happen assuming they get to keep the rights to those shows but i don't know uh also i wouldn't really care too much if they put them on hbo max or not because at this point i'm like a bunch of seasons behind on all those shows and like we just said 
it's like 20 plus episodes per season per show i don't have the time for that and yeah that's what i'm saying even and if they were already, good shows they've already started doing like it's on both like you can watch star girl on cw or just watch it on hbo max same mm-hmm. day practically and the same thing is now with uh i, I feel like They'll eventually do that with Naomi, which is about to start. And they're doing some stupid Gotham Knights show now that's going to come. That is really? fucking it's it's just runaways with DC villain with fucking Gotham villains oh, and okay. Bruce Wayne's son because Bruce Wayne was murdered. I don't know. It just sounds fucking stupid. And I'm like, because all right, we have how many DC characters without anything that you could give a show? Probably, if anything, it could be a non shoehorn diversity cast with actual cultural thing where or like Shang-Chi where it's like, Oh, this worked because it was fully naturally done into it. Whereas half of these CW shows feels like diversity for the sake of diversity. I know we've mentioned him on this show before, but like they're back when oh, I don't remember exactly when they introduced this character, but I guess it was back when the Batman Inc stuff was going on and, and Bruce was trying to like literally make it a, a, uh, team of batman around the world yeah there was like a muslim kid from france yeah night runner and he was dope as hell he could be a wicked cool show oh i'd love that yeah yeah or fuck i mean they are doing a green lantern show that will have all the lanterns so i was gonna say simon baz mm-hmm. he's middle eastern or jessica uh, jessica cruz she's a uh, latina like you could always do that and but those will be in the green lantern show i believe anyway so it doesn't really matter uh i don't know there's there's so many characters you can mm-hmm. do ragman ragman's jewish mm, character yeah. right there boom okay cool you can do a bunch of dudes and gals and stuff but yeah, ragman was in a dc show he was an arrow for a an season arrow. and then he's like he stops a nuke with his suit and goes i gotta go repair it and then never comes back until after oliver's dead for real <laughs> yeah he comes back in like the final episode where everyone comes for like the funeral that's so weird i thought he was such a cool character yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. Because I honestly thought, I'm like, oh, well, maybe they'll do Batwoman in the Outsiders or not Outsiders, Batwoman in the Unknowns or something where it was a weird supernatural comic team in Batwoman and it was Batwoman, Clayface, Ragman, and Alice, her sister. And they all like did some cool stuff. So I'm like, oh, what if Ragman showed up in Batwoman? And then Ruby Rose left and then they put like, oh, yeah. Leslie in. And I'm like... It's not going to happen anymore, is it? It's not. We're not even going to get that. Are we? Okay. Mm, That was just in my head. I don't think they were going to do that either way. So that's that's fine. But yeah, I I don't think they need to keep. All right, just to end it, I don't think they need to keep all these shows. They should, if they do sell it, don't even bother licensing those DC shows unless they really want to. But they could just put it in, fold just the DC stuff into HBO Max. And maybe Riverdale, I guess, because I'm sure people still fucking love that show. I still watch it for I, I like to have pain in my life. I don't know <laughs> why. But uh, you know, choose which ones you want to keep, which ones you don't, but also you can like you do with your current HBO Max shows that have like 10 episode seasons and shit, do that route. So then it's much more condensed. Like I think Superman and Lois was only like 13 episodes, and that was really fucking good. That was a good show for one season. I don't know how season two is going to be. I'm afraid a little bit because it's the CW. So I'm never sure if it's going to be good or not. But, you know, like there's that. There's Naomi. I think Naomi could be good. And uh, Gotham Knights, I already have zero hope for. But that's also just me. So sell it. Choose which ones you want to keep and then just kill the rest. That's that's what I think they should do. But all right. 
Uh, final piece of news, because we're going a little long here. Uh, just real fast. Ben Affleck did state in a interview with... Uh, uh, what was the company? Let me just double check real fast. He did an interview with the Herald Sun, and he said that the Flash movie is going to be his last time as Batman. I mean, I'm honestly not surprised because he's already yeah. said previously that like he doesn't really want to do the character anymore. Like... Yeah, which makes sense. Like, you know, you're going like, oh my god, yeah, all the trouble they went through, and yeah. of course, this. So the issue here is. You're going to have a lot of people that are going to say all these different things and they're just going to go with whatever they think should be the answer to why he's not going. Not really the answer of what he gave, if that makes sense. So some people will go, he's just saying this because Warner Brothers doesn't want him to be it anymore and that that he thinks this is the easiest answer for it. Or others will say, you know, like, yeah, he was never good Batman anyway and they just don't want him because he was bad. There's all these different answers you could probably get. Uh, but I'm just going to take the one Ben Affleck's giving, which does make sense considering his actual history with like alcoholism, where he says filming Justice League made him relapse back into, you know, going through alcoholic. uh, Well, the last time we heard him talk about this, he said like a friend of him, a friend of his told him if he kept doing these movies the same way, he would probably die. Yeah. And let's be clear. When I say Justice League, what made him relapse was Joss Whedon's reshoots. I kid you not. In the interview, it says it's Joss Whedon's reshoots. He then says, though, he had a lot of fun doing the last minute, like the last new shoots for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Interesting. And he had the most fun doing his stuff with The Flash, which he says he probably got the best version of his Batman in that movie. He also says he doesn't know if it'll be in the movie. Just because he's, I guess he doesn't know, like, you know, how they're, you know, they do their scenes and then they eventually watch the movie and go, oh, okay, so this is yeah. what they do with it. Like, he, I guess it's like that way where, you know, some people are overthinking where they're going, oh, so DC might cut that scene because they don't want him to be shown or something. And it's like, dude, stop overthinking. Like, he said maybe because maybe that's not a absolute needed scene or something, but he does say, like, there's some good stuff in there. And the rumors have been that his, the Bat- Affleck Batman will die in the Flash, and then Michael Keaton's Batman will be found through the multiverse and come back with him. Hence, be the Batman there, but more and potentially like a Nick Fury style because he was supposed to potentially mentor Leslie Grace's Batgirl. Uh, I don't know if you know, but he, he is supposed to be in Michael Keaton. Uh, he's supposed to be in the Batgirl movie now. Um, so that's a thing. Hmm. But uh, I think if Ben Affleck doesn't want to be Batman anymore because it's about his health. And that's also the reason why we never got his Batman film, which would have had Deathstroke and Arkham. I can, I'm good with that. If it's for his health, like I'm good with oh, that. Yeah, if he doesn't, I mean, if he just doesn't want to do it, I'm good with that. That's it's his fucking choice that like he can do whatever he wants and that's fine. And it makes more sense because then it's like, you're not going, Oh God, damn, it's ruining Zack Snyder's vision. It's like, Oh no, dude, it's, 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 it, it is what it is. Yeah. And I just honestly am like, cool. Well, Henry Cavill still wants to be Superman. I'd like to see him as Superman. That That's, you know, that's not too much, right? I think that's like a small thing right there compared to like, give me everything back because as much as I love Restore the Snyderverse, I, you know, we're going to see what the Flash movie does, but I don't think 
we're gonna get a restore the Snyderverse, but that's just me. Uh, yeah, I don't see it happening. Yeah, the only uh, I'm thing, just being realistic. The only thing I can think of is if they somehow make that like exclusive to HBO Max. Oh. It's just like every once in a while they do like a Snyderverse movie where it's like, here's what would have happened with the Flash if Zach was in control. Yeah, but I I just I think that with Ben Affleck. I really loved what he did with the character. I really liked his Batman. Albeit, you know, there was a little bit of killing, but, you know, things happen. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, he's my favorite Batman. He's what I, I, I consider the best Batman in terms of just showcasing him as Batman in the suit, in combat, in the voice, potentially somewhat with the personality here and there, depending on which movie you're watching. I guess more so Zack Snyder's Justice League than BBS, maybe. But he does a lot where it's definitely memorable very much so and it'll be sad to see him go but i'm still looking forward to watching the flash movie to see the last uh his last hurrah and it's one of those things where i just hate waiting for this flash movie just because i want it to just see what the fuck is happening next to see if these hashtags are still going to be happening if they're dead like what the fuck's going on because like it's it's kind of killing me a little bit where it's a weird thing where with Marvel, you know exactly what's going on for the next like two years. Yeah. You get what's going on. You have a world map there. It's pretty fucking clean. Whereas DC, you literally go, let's see what happens. I guess we got this year, which is nice, but we don't know what the fuck happens after that. We literally don't know because there's a movie that's going to change everything. And we don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> so and some of it sounds maybe okay other stuff sounds like a really bad idea if they actually do it but it's it's just gonna be what we see what happens honestly but yeah that's all i got for it but thank you ben affleck for what you did and i hope you can have a healthy life afterwards and this is all over and do whatever movies you want to do without any issues like that with joss Whedon. yeah all right, you ready to get into the actual feature of Ghostbusters and Matrix? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so guys, uh, we always do this. If it's a, if we're usually talking about a movie or show that's recent, if there anything about it, it's probably gonna have spoilers. This one will. So if you don't want to listen to stuff about Ghostbusters and Matrix, stop listening now. I'll put time code for uh, the audio version. YouTube, maybe I'm still trying to figure out how that works, but otherwise. Uh, at least audio version, you'll have it. Sorry, YouTube guys. Uh, I might put it in the description, if anything. It, it, I won't have like the cut up thing, but I can at least put it in the description for you guys. So uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, we saw it in theaters and it is unlike the Ghostbusters reboot that we got before. I forget who directed it. Paul and Feig. it's not like all those you know reboots long like long sequel returns that they do that are like comebacks to big franchises this is honestly what i consider the most natural love input movie of a franchise in a long time that i've yeah. seen i mean a lot of people's main complaint with it that i've seen is just that like it does have a lot of like member berry stuff of just yeah. like Hey, remember the original Ghostbusters and how good it was? 
And it does have that, but like, I don't know. I didn't mind it as much in this one as when we get to the matrix. Uh, But like you said, it's just like the story that they crafted for this one to even give it a reason for existing. It fits so well with the original, at least Ghostbusters one lore that they set up for that movie that like literally when they explained the whole point of the mining town, I was like, this is genius. Like I never would have even thought of like, where did they get the, the selenium rods to build the, the tower that was like, how the fuck did you remember that name? Uh, Cause it's like, at least I think that was what it was. They mentioned it and I was like, Oh, is that the same stuff from that movie evolution? <laughs> I don't know. I, you don't have to. You don't have to. I could have. I could have misheard them, but evolution. it's like basically okay. there's like one throwaway line, sort of, in the first Ghostbusters, where it's like they're in jail and Egon is explaining to everyone like why it's so bizarre that Dana's building is built the way it is, and like maybe why it, it is like the seeming to be the center of the spiritual activity that's going on at the time. And it's like, yeah, the guy who built this building was like a nut job who was crazy for supernatural stuff. And he built it with a bunch of materials that you would never normally use because he thought he could make a tower for channeling spirits. And it's like, okay, yeah, he did. He did that. He was just a rich guy who was able to do that. And in this movie, they were like, no, no, no. But where would he get those rods, though? And he apparently built this whole mining town. And like Egon, I guess at some point was like, wait, but what if there's more shit there that we need to know about? And it goes there and just like, I don't know. I just, I loved that detail of like taking that one line from that, uh, from Ghostbusters one and go and taking like making a whole town around that. I thought it was such a, a clever idea Yeah, to tie it in. It was really cool. The fact that they somehow make this feel, like I said, fully natural. Compared to like, all right, let's say Star Wars Force Awakens as an example of mm. literally like, here's nostalgia. It is nostalgia where it is just a copy. It's a carbon copy of just the greatest hits of the original trilogy. And then you get it and you go, well, I had a good time at least because it, it did this and this. And then you get the rest and you're like, I'm angry and I'm going to go make a Molotov now. But this does it where it keeps things original. You have a new young cast, which I guess also Star Wars did, but you have a new young cast. Even younger. Even younger. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There, That's how it's better. It's even younger. No, but it's, you know, Egon's grandchildren and they feel like their own characters. They don't feel like weird copies or anything. The granddaughter, I forget what her name was, but she has like similarities to Egon, but she's still different. And, you know, the grandson is completely fucking different. Yeah. Where he just likes, he's just a teenager, being a teenager. And the mom is interesting because it's like, oh, she didn't really have a parental figure. And she has like all this, like, I guess, built up hatred for. Yeah, she like, he resented her father, Egon, for years. because yeah. She's like, he just left and never gave a reason for why. And he never came back. And like, he basically didn't care for me. So why should I care for him? And then she finds out that like why he came to this town and he's basically been single-handedly keeping like the world, the world safe and and, like, but also keeping tabs on her life just to like know how she's doing. And it's like, 
oh shit, he did care, and he did have a very good reason for leaving. You you get all the classic, you know, Ghostbusters back, which was really that felt good. It Phoebe, felt really good seeing them. Phoebe, okay. But you see all these, you know, you get the three boys, your three classic men back, and they do a great job of bringing them back. Like they feel original, like they used to. I mean, they just they feel like they belong there when they do it and they don't do any crazy stuff really it's just like yeah they're still just ghostbusters they're guys in suits with like well they like they kind of moved on though like i forget what vankman was doing or uh yeah what vankman was doing i think he was like living with dana doing something because that was like the post-credit scene was (laughs) her doing the same like psychic experiment on him uh that he was doing in ghostbusters one but like uh ray though he's just like owns an occult bookstore that's yeah, apparently funded thing. by winston who's like a super rich dude now who's just like yeah he that's what he wants to do so now i can find him and let him do it yeah. so he doesn't have to worry about anything which is really nice and they okay so they have all these new characters they have the grandchildren you have the mom you have paul rudd I love, the, I love Paul. I love Paul Rudd in anything, but he's just so good. At this he's he's great in this. Uh, you have podcast. I can't believe they fucking got a kid named Podcast. I love that. That kid was that so was funny. so stupid. He was great. And then Dude, especially girl... for that that joke at the end, where it's just like at some point he mentions like, "Oh yeah, I have like one listener or whatever," and then it turns out Ray is somehow his one listener. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's bored at the fucking shop all the time. Yeah. Uh. And then there's uh, the girl that works at the diner, who's the, I guess, the police chief's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. So each one brings something new. Like one's the police chief's daughter is the love interest, but also has like some for like she at least is capable in terms of what she can do. Like she does some ghost busting stuff until she gets taken over by a. one of the I forget which one of the dogs one of the dogs gets her at a certain point after it yeah. gets out of the mom but uh podcast brings in full comedic fun Paul Rudd brings in full comedic fun to like just you know top extent and then everything that they do feels good on its own like you don't feel like it's a Ghostbusters movie like the previous two it feels like it's its own thing because it's a weird town and the stuff that happened before is like kind of a legend now, practically like it's been so yeah. long. No one really cares as much. It's like kind of what they say in Lord of the Rings. Uh, history becomes legend. Legend becomes myth, like kind of like that. And they don't really bring the classic stuff in until later. And even when they do, it's a very small allotment. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, even when they do, co- like, I don't I want to say like air quotes, copy uh scenes from the original ghostbusters like it still feels a little bit different like when um yeah. when gozer shows up again and she does the same exact like are you a god and then it's just like you know from the original scene and like all the other ghostbusters just look to ray and they're like don't make the same mistake you did and he doesn't and he, this time he's like yes i am a god <laughs> like i love i love that <laughs> That was great. That was great. So what this does is make something original while still balancing some good nostalgia, but making it not force fed. 
or artificial. It feels very natural, like it belongs there. And one thing I can appreciate about this movie is because you could tell it was put in with love surely by the fact that the references they do make the thing it's not even they're not even really references it's like they utilize it and put it into the story to make it effective and the reasoning like the whole thing with the town where it like harkens back to the first ghostbusters movie and it makes so much sense when you're like if you actually paid attention to those movies like james does you're like holy shit i can't believe they pulled that off and did that like you you don't even it's it's crazy that he like was able to make something like that and how much work they put into that while still making it stand on its own as something where you can watch completely separate. Like you don't have oh, yeah, to watch no. you, you don't have to watch the other movies for this one because they even make it like the people in the movie don't even know what happened. So then you could be like the same thing where you're like, oh shit, and you go, Who the fuck are the old guys at the end? But yeah, you, know, you still enjoyed it probably. Whereas if you did watch it all, you're like even better, like, oh, this is great. And I can't believe they got old these fucking old dudes back in. And made Ghost Harold Ramis as well. Like, yeah, that was the only thing that was a little bit weird was that they did try to do like Ghost Harold Ramis so they could have all the Ghostbusters back together, and like the CG was pretty good. But they did they didn't want to risk, I guess, getting a voice actor that tried to sound like him. So he yeah he doesn't say a word. He just kind of you know nods his head and gives it like a, a wink or whatever. But it like, worked. I thought it. Worked I thought it worked really fine. Well. Like as it was yeah. a, as good as I could have asked for. I guess. Because, you know, we've we've gotten now like all the Carrie Fisher stuff. We've gotten Grand Moff Tarkin and Rogue One and then certain versions of Luke and like uh, Reza Skywalker and then even Mandalorian. So you've been seeing Disney do it a lot. And sometimes you're like, I can't believe you fucking did that. Other times you're like, oh, this actually. Yeah, it's like the Reza Skywalker flashbacks where it shows Luke and Leia young. I'm like, okay, that kind of works. Even even Tarkin was fine until you get really close to him. And then you're like, zoom out, zoom out. Fuck. Like if 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 they had limited it to just seeing his like face in the reflection of the windows, like he never actually turns around to look at Fennec. That would have been fine. But they they tried really hard. And then at the the end of the movie, you get uh, Carrie Fisher, young Leia, and it just looks, there's something off about it. Yeah, a little little bit bit too smooth. Yeah, whereas she she did look more. It's also because they had her in the dark in Rise of Skywalker. Like, they're in the dark dueling and had helmets on. So it's just like, brief look, oh shit, it's gone. Yeah. (laughs) And that's it. But uh, this one, it felt like there was progress. It did feel like there was some good progress when it came to Egon. And I think they did it respectfully. And the fact that it's also him as a ghost, considering he is dead in real life, yeah. also seemed like it made sense and it worked. And I think he, as I, you know, I'm just, I'm spitballing here, but I feel like he'd like that personally, just as someone that was in a Ghostbusters movie going, Hey, if you're dead, is it a cool, if we make you a ghost be like, Oh yeah, that'd be fine. I mean, I think that seems I'd like to, very much in character. I'd like to think that you'd find the fun, uh, funny stuff in that. Yeah. Yeah. If I was a ghost, I'd be like, yeah, do that to me. If I did like, it makes sense. It works. But I can't see it. But yeah. <laughs> um, overall, I really think it was one of the better movies this year. It, easily in the top ten. Oh yeah, it got on my list of top five. Yeah, for was, last uh, what number was for you? What was? Oh, I think it was like three or something like that. Yeah, so it was really high up there for you. I almost wanted to put it there, but I mean, not as number three, but I wanted to have it on my list. But it's just like it was contending with fucking Snyder Cut and Shang Chi and like Demon Slayer movie. Oh, train. it was, so it was very hard. Uh, okay. Shang Chi was three for me. So that's why I you know I couldn't get it on there. But otherwise, it is a really good movie. I think everyone, if you love Ghostbusters, you will. I, I honestly think you will love this movie. 
if you haven't seen Ghostbusters, I'd say give it a chance. It's not like that reboot that you know we don't really talk about yeah. for a reason, yeah. but it 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 really does do a good job, and I think it hits all the marks you needed to in terms of caring, love for the franchise, and making a new movie that does stand on its own, which it does. And when we were leaving the theater, I remember I said like. I would want a sequel of this. Like that's how much I liked it. And I think it even succeeds where like Jurassic world failed where, you know, that was another weird one where, and then you got Jurassic world fucking fallen kingdom. And you're just like, I can't believe they made this fucking comedy, but <laughs> this, this really, I think for the first time of a franchise that they, someone's brought back is one. I feel good about having a continued future. Yeah. Same, which I really think says something there compared to like everything else we've gotten back from the 80s and 90s i just want to see like potentially more phoebe because i thought she was so funny and like such a good character i'd love to see more honestly all those characters all of them sure but like phoebe was definitely supposed to be like the new sort of main character i guess and i i did appreciate um the ending when the car gets taken for repairs that was really nice yeah that was really good that was a great like monologue i really thought that was really good um but yeah it's ghostbusters i don't know anything else you wanted to say about it no i think you hit all the points it's just it's a very well done like movie that's dedicated to feeling like its own thing but also paying a lot of tribute to the original movie and not in like cheesy way yeah and it's just like I don't know. It's a good time. I think it's worth it. It's I definitely like when when the movie ended, I turned to you and I was just like, I can't believe how much I enjoyed that. I was not expecting it to be that good. Yeah. But that was Ghostbusters. That was not Matrix. Yeah. Now an example of a movie that is a bad way to return to a series. Okay, guys. So we watched Matrix Resurrections in theaters more recently (laughs) and I guess, like, really oh, quick man. caveat. I did also enjoy this movie more than I was expecting. I liked it. I, I but, enjoyed this movie. I had a fun time. But that's only because I was expecting to absolutely hate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm always so worried when you bring back a, a series after so long, especially one like The Matrix, where it's like... I still know Kung it, Fu. It had, like, a definitive end to that first trilogy. Like, it did. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you how they bring it back. And they're when I first heard that they were gonna, I was like, okay, good luck. And like, again, I did enjoy some parts of this movie, but it still by the end did not convince me that it needed to exist. And there's, there are a bunch of parts where I'm just like, so confused what even happened. Yeah. So if I can, say what I think of the matrix in two words, it would be a uh, fun mess. That is how I describe good, yeah. matrix resurrections. It's re- like they, they do They have a lot of fun with it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like the whole time we're going through this fucking movie, I'm just like, Oh shit. No, oh man, that's crazy, man. And then after I'm just like, ah, that was, that was really fun. It was a fucking mess. It was a fucking mess, but it was fun. It, it, it doesn't know what the fuck it is it doesn't know what it is that movie is just like a weird fuck fest of 
weird like it is a mix of a lot of tones because like they do poke fun of the fact that it even is a sequel like an unnecessary sequel like it, that directly. one is like member berries to the max that is like nostalgia to the max because you know what they did guys they took clips of the matrix movies like the the, the first i'd say majority just the matrix original and then maybe a little bit from reloaded and resurrections it took those clips and just threw them into the movie for flashbacks. They yeah. just kept doing flashbacks and going like, check this out. And you're like, <laughs> it's funny because you look at the change in style of like cinematography and the way movies pop out at you. Like you look at the old like Matrix movies, they feel very much like in the screen. Whereas everything else in this movie is like coming out and trying to like poke at your eyes and it's not even 3D. We were just like, oh my god, and then you're like, oh nice flashback. I can kind of lean forward. Oh shit, here it comes again with the fucking fake uh, I mean, Mr. Smith and shit. I think the worst example is when they are trying to convince Neo to take the blue pill for the second time, and they take oh, him to that, that theater, and they're literally playing the scene where they introduce Neo to the blue pill in the first movie on the broken screen in the background. This is my favorite part. And I'm just like why would they do this like why like they explain it that it's like oh we thought that maybe if we had something to remember you or for you to remember your old life by it might make this decision easier for you but i'm like no but you're literally playing the first movie in the background of this scene why are you doing this it makes no sense. Even even with given the context that they're trying to say that Neo, Mr. Anderson, is like the creative director for the video game series, The Matrix. And that <laughs> and that the first three movies were just like games that he made, and that's supposed to be like gameplay graphics. And I'm like, that's just a movie. You're just showing his his previous life. What is happening? You don't actually see a game ever like to the point yeah. like the closest you're getting is the modal. <laughs> no, whatever game he was making. Um, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. In was, the beginning yeah. where they, they explain like some... I know my game's not going off as well as we'd want it to in yeah. terms of production. And then he's like, no, no, we want you to the company wants. Oh, yeah. When is uh... make Matrix for some shit? Yeah, he's like, they want to make a... Uh, they literally say, Warner Brothers wants to make a sequel to the trilogy. And he's like, but they can't do that. Like, oh no, apparently they can, and they'll do it with or without us. And I'm like, is this the director? Like, I think it was uh, Lana Wachowski was the one that came back for this Lana one. Lana Wachowski, yeah. Yeah, she... Do you think she literally was like, had that conversation with someone else in real life? And I was just like, I'll put it in the movie. It'll be hilarious. I honestly think so. They they were just like, because I, I don't know if the other Wachowski sister uh, produced, I think she probably produced it and just only one directed it, which mm. I don't remember why, considering like both of them back when they were the Wachowski brothers, you know, they directed all three together. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't want to say that only having one did this. I think it was just the fact that it was done. And then they said, let's just make another. And that was probably WB. Yeah. And then they said, well, you know, one of them was like, you know, I guess I'll hop on for it or whatever. Yeah. And like I could understand if here if, we are. If I had directed the first three movies and I got 
news that like the production company was going to try to make a third one with or without me i might be tempted to sign on to work on it just so i can like try to keep it close to my original vision but yeah it's honestly here's the thing it's believable either way it's believable that oh this would be a funny joke but also believable that oh let's put this real message in here because we think it's funny but also this actually did happen yeah and you could go either way probably i'd love to find out which one it actually was but i also feel like warner brothers is probably like you can't tell them because they're fucking (laughs) make us look bad and shit i just Uh, think it's weird that they actually used warner bros themselves in that scene i mean it's like i told you but i I said in the theater i was like it's like when um you work for abstergo in assassin's creed games and it turns out abstergo you work at ubisoft which is owned by abstergo and you're just like you know i'm not shocked with all yeah abstergo seems like they would have sexual allegations all the time too (laughs) yeah i can see that uh in terms of the cast so you have you know Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss returning as Neo and Trinity. I thought they did fine. They did okay. Like Neo, Neo is Neo. Like he is exactly the same as he was before. Like, hey, yeah, I'm Neo. Wow, I'm gonna jump off this roof. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like the the fact that he has long hair and facial hair and just looks like John Wick now. But I don't know. It didn't feel exactly the same. But maybe I'd have to go back and watch the original movies again. And until he was bald when they. Oh, pulled yeah. him out again yeah that's like, true he did look he just looked like aged he, bald neo that's true he did look the the part then yeah and okay. then uh they were fine like i honestly it's like all the characters were fine i think it was just the plot itself was the mess that was where the mess was, was oh, absolutely it made no sense like especially when the analyst actually explains why he brought like resurrected neo and trinity and specifically why he had to keep trinity alive I was like, I I don't understand any of this. Why is this happening? Also, yeah. like, I guess to... I, I kind of want to go with, like, the parts of the movie I do like first. Because it's sure. a little bit briefer to talk about. So, I, I did like specifically, like, when we got to see the city of Io after they res- uh, brought Neo out of the Matrix. and Yes, that was cool. Like, they kind of cover what happened to Zion. and like That was the thing, they don't... Well, like, they very know. briefly are like, there was scarcity in energy, like, production after what Neo did. So and there was, the like, literally a, went to war. Like a machine civil war. And somehow Zion got destroyed, like, in the process. And now Io is like the new city. And what I thought was super cool about it was that like there may not be like a full on truce between the humans and the and the machines anymore, but there are at least some sentience that which I thought it was really weird that they were calling the uh the breakaway machines sentience, because yeah. technically the humans would also be sentient, but whatever. Uh I think because all humans are sentient. Well, that's the thing. So it's like it's not a unless you're in the matrix. It's not like really yeah. a specific name, it, I guess. Don't don't question it. it was yeah, like, yeah but like, question. so I thought it was cool that there was actually like cooperation between yeah humans and machines at this point, and also programs and programs. And they, they had they were uh, like the the silver people, like the the weird like fun beast. Yeah, they even had like ways for programs to temporarily like interact with the world, which I thought was they cool. looked like um they looked like remember those weird like silver things you could put your hand in 
an imprint. Yeah. It was like that metal. That's what it reminded me of a little bit. Kind of like that. So in uh, like one concept I thought was super cool was that like, so one thing that they mentioned in the first movie was like, there is really no food in the real world that's anything like in the matrix because they just don't have the ability to make it and any, anything that did live beforehand is like pretty much dead so they're 3d printing it now practically and so now it's like with the power of like the machines helping them they literally are able to make like strawberries and shit like yeah like through genome yeah it's like like a weird like genome print well, they, process yeah they literally were like well I guess the idea is like DNA in the real world works exactly as it does in the matrix, which makes sense because they did base the matrix off of reality. And yeah. so they're like, well, we have the genetic code that works in the matrix. Let's just take that genetic code and print actual genes and like make strawberry cells and just grow strawberries. And they did. And I was just like, that's actually genius. That's actually a really, really, cool, really cool use of the matrix. And like, yeah cooperation between humans and machines i thought that was such a cool concept but everything else though like especially in oh also like their explanation for why the new morpheus is not played by um lawrence fishburne, lawrence fishburne which i guess it still could have been but for whatever reason this one is like a program version of him that that neo made while he was hooked up to the matrix as an attempt to try to free himself we started off as an agent. Yeah, and he was like half Agent Smith, half uh, Morpheus, but he just like kind of woke up at some point. It, yeah, which is why he starts off as an agent. Yeah, like I thought that was such a cool concept and was yeah. very interesting. Uh, but then the original Mr. Smith is still a thing, but he doesn't look like Hugo Weaving anymore, but he's still around. And the analyst, yes. and the analyst knew he existed and he just like kept him around. I guess because he wanted to study him or something. I was just like, no, but... I can't remember why, but I think it was just... He could have been, like, too powerful to delete at the same that, time. Because, you know... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I, that's like the thing. Said, it doesn't make any sense because that was the whole point of Matrix 3. It was, like, yeah. trying to... To destroy, destroy him. Because him. he's trying to... He's too powerful for the machines to destroy. Because he's destroying the Matrix and he's trying me, to get out. Me, 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 and more me. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rand. So, and... At least the actor that tried to play Morpheus in this movie, I keep forgetting his name. Uh, it's like pretty long. I know it's Black uh, Black Manta. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, that guy. Uh, he's a great actor, and he did a pretty good job of trying to be like new Morpheus. That's not quite Morpheus, but the actor who plays Yaha Abdul Mateen. Yeah. Um. So the guy who plays Smith yeah, yeah. Okay. in this one, like I've seen him in at least mine hunters like he's a good actor but i didn't get smith from him at all like even yeah even in the first scene where he or not for he had more emotion than mr smith too he did and like the the scene where like shit's going crazy and he picks up a gun and just randomly goes screams out Master Anderson. yeah i was like why is this happening now i don't understand what, what was because <laughs> he's having deja vu feelings and it activates him in the inside so that's why he's like oh fuck and he wakes up and he yeah. goes like i know who you fucking are and that's why it does all that which i i did understand that at least i mean that for, for me but that it just seems like sense. if it was that easy to wake him up like i don't think the analyst should have kept him around especially close to neo but so but like you said like we said like at least keanu reeves is just Keanu Reeves. Like, he's yeah. just, ha as he's always been, 
for better or for worse. Uh, but it works in movies. It does. Uh, just kind of like Nicolas Cage. Um, Carrie Ann Moss does a good job as Trinity. You feel it. Because um, honestly, she's always been a, a well a well-around actress. And then uh, with all the new characters, you know, you have, like we said, uh, the new Morpheus, who's like a weird, neo, a weird like Morpheus, Mr. Smith uh, hybrid, kind of like Con- Connell, uh, Connor, yeah. of, where he's like a Lex Luthor Superman clone. But he does a good job of just like being his own character at the same time, where he's like, I'm like them, but I'm not them. But at the same time, this is as close as you're going to get to Morpheus again yeah so it was interesting the way they pulled out pull that off especially because he's not like you know morpheus was captain and then like leader and everything else he kept rising higher and higher this is straight up just program man so he becomes silver bead dude when he's in the real world and mr uh mr smith is you know he's fine he's nothing special but he gets whatever job he's trying to do done more or less didn't really need to be in this movie yeah, like what he I helped eat. out in one scene, but I was even confused by that because the last time we'd seen him before that, he was literally trying to kill Neo because he was. Well, we knew he wanted to take down the analyst overall and wanted Neo's help with it. That was his thing, and then Neo was like, but... "Fuck no, I'm not going to help you." And then he was like, "Well, I can save you now because it's going to be uh, advantageous to me if I do this because it's going to help get rid of the analyst." Wait, but I'm confused because um... I thought when they fought beforehand, they he said like, "I need." To get my revenge, you cannot be alive, and that's why he. Was you trying- can't get in my way. I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he just he took advantage of the opportunity uh, okay. during that room with the analyst. Speaking of, the analyst played by Neil Patrick Harris. I thought he was pretty fun. That but was that's just because I like Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, it's Neil Patrick Harris. Like you can't not like Neil Patrick Harris. And then he's like doing the whole like his, I can slow his everyone cat down. Deja vu that lets him reset the matrix. Dude, that was funny. And honestly, him getting his ass kicked too was hilarious because it's enjoyable because you're kind of like, oh, but that's good. I don't want Neil Patrick Harris to die because I just don't want to see Neil Patrick Harris dying besides, like, I guess, in Harold and Kumar. And then he still survived anyway. But yeah, like he here, he can't die because he's like a powerful program and the, the machines want, still feel like they need him. So he just gets the shit kicked out of well, them like, until they're like, I love at the end of the movie when uh, Trinity literally like kicks his jaw off. Yeah, that's and then what just I'm like when they snaps the her fingers and like it's back because yeah it's kind of a callback to earlier in the movie where she's saying she kind of wanted to do that to her like fake husband but which she does at a certain point because yeah. he gets activated i think yeah so i was also very confused by those because i'm still not sure if those are like real people that have like hidden code in them or that lets the i think they could be real people with hidden code in them i don't know if that means they that kills those people or not it's hard to say or if they were just code in the first place like that's that's where it's like uh i just don't uh, see how that's better than the the agents though i don't know (laughs) i don't know don't it's like uh, you asked uh, when we're in the theater you asked all these questions all these fucking questions and i said one thing to you i said don't think too hard on this it's not worth it don't try to turn your brain on for this fucking movie and i hate that i really do yeah i I don't like movies that make you turn off your brain and everyone tells you oh just turn off your brain which is probably actually why i've been holding off on still watching tenet because i've heard that with that movie too which kind of sucks for a christopher nolan movie like that's kind of crazy but uh i think even though this movie is fun and 
I don't like turn off your brain movies, I do have to say, like, you gotta, you gotta just click off for this one because it's otherwise you're just gonna have all these questions that you are not gonna get answers for. Unless you're at a QA with the creators and you ask them this and go, why was this like that? And they tell you, you were not gonna know what yeah. the fuck was going on in this movie I, for certain things. I almost want to watch it a second time just to like rehear people's explanations in the scenes to see if I understood. I mean, it's it's on Nature of America. You can do it. I just don't want to spend another hour, like two and exactly. a half hours. It's two and a half hours. This is a fucking two and a half hour movie. I'm like, I was awesome. I'm, I'm good. I don't need to watch that again. Unless yeah. for like a few scenes. I was also very confused at the end when they're like, turns out Neo isn't the one. Neo and Trinity are the one. And they're both powerful together. And now Trinity can fly too. And I'm just like, no, I can fly. I don't understand, but that's not a one though. That's a two. <laughs> uh, eh. You know what they say, James? One, two punch, and also turn off your fucking brain. Why are you still asking questions? What did I just say? What did yeah. I just say? And then they and then uh, last character, but like we said, Neil Patrick Harris is cool. Um, he, he was fun for what he did. Honestly, if they did a sequel, I'd I'd love to see him again, just to be like that punching bag, but also like he gives them information because he's like, well, fuck it, whatever. Uh bugs played by jessica henwick yeah which i don't know if i like her name or not because it's like it is a funny play off of like computer bugs but also bugs bunny but yeah it's supposed to be like she she makes herself the white rabbit in this movie yeah but i i just hated that reference because she literally is like neo if you want answers and she like slides her sleeve up she's like you'll have to follow me and i'm like you didn't need to actually do a white rabbit reference. You didn't need to do that for this. I mean, that was supposed to be the whole get him to remember. That was the whole point. Except they'd already tried before that. Uh, they're using anything they can. I guess. I don't know. They're just, they're trying. They're just trying. Don't, don't push them. I just tell you to push words. What did I just say? Uh, <laughs> it's not even like a hard thinking thing. It's just like, that I mean, that came one out made of sense. nowhere. Was, it made sense. I thought it made sense. Uh, and that was, it was, a it felt a little bit too forced for me, but. Everything with this movie was fucking. Forced no, that's fair. Mean. That's that's the whole movie. <laughs> that's the whole. Even Neo movie. uses the force now. But Jessica Henwick, I legitimately enjoy her yeah, a lot. She like, was pretty I really good. enjoyed her. She's one of the better parts of Iron Fist for what you can salvage from that show. Yeah. I uh, I was annoyed that she wasn't in the other Star Wars movies after the seventh one. Uh, she's Nymeria in Game of Thrones. And she's cool until she's basically hanging from a ro- uh, her own whip on, a, on the front of a fucking boat after fucking Euron kills her. But uh, God, he strangled her. I forgot. Yeah. Uh, she's in a lot of shit. And I was happy to see her in this. She's I, I listened to an interview with her. I forget. I think it was for the Blade Runner show. That's the anime that's out. And I've I'm not sure how it is. I haven't watched it. But at least from the trailers, a lot of people I know looked at it and went oh this is gonna be a piece of shit but you know she seems like a big old nerd that actually loves all these roles and she's like oh my god i want to do this stuff to the point where i don't people know this she turned down being colleen wig in shang chi i heard she was gonna have the iron fist powers in shang chi in that movie to instead be in the matrix resurrections whether or not you know that was a good decision or not she literally was like, oh, my God, I fucking love the Matrix. I'd love to be like she probably nerded out and went like, I want to be in this movie for better, or for worse, which, you know, if she liked it, she liked it. If she had a good time, you know, then it was worth it. And for what I can at least say, the best action sequences were usually with her because they did like these. Ra- I, I 
I think I enjoyed it, but the, these they did uh, weird slow motion like jumps with her where she'd be like hitting off of buildings and like jumping up on ceilings and shit doing like weird runs while she's like shooting. So I thought that was really cool, at least uh, for her character. But she acting through it, she was good. I really enjoyed her role in it. Otherwise, like I said, overall, the movie's a fun mess. You turn your you turn off your brain for it. Don't try to do more than that. Otherwise, you're just going to be like, what the fuck is going on? And you'll I be like James, believe... who's unfulfilled and asking questions will probably have a fork board with yeah. like Charlie going like, oh, you know, man. Yeah, that's how I feel. It's like you have to make the, all these like weird connections. You're like, but it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes Bro, sense. Memento makes more sense than this. <laughs> and that's actually, I mean, that movie does make sense when you actually finally figure it out. But like, yeah, it's you know. just really weird. Other than the new Morpheus and Bugs. Like, none of the other people in the crew really, like, stand out. No, not really. There's, like, the dude who's always, like, there digitally. He's kind of, like, yeah, that the, version. the new he's handler. Their version of, like, Link and uh, Mouse. Tank Dozer. Um, oh, yeah, totally. No, Mouse was another one. That was the kid. Yeah, Mouse just fucking dies. Yeah. After he, he goes, like, with two massive machine guns. Yeah. Somehow misses all of his shots and just dies immediately. Uh, good job, Mouse. Which, so I did like, thing. though, with like, the... No one died in this movie. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't, I kind of enjoyed that because I did like the joke where they're like, oh, we're all going to die. And you look at the past crews and they all fucking die. So I did take enjoyment that no one died where it was like, you know, it'd be nice if no one dies. And I, I will say know. also, the it just kind of lowers the stakes. Cause like in the first movie, you're like, oh shit, people are dropping left and right. Like it's, shit's like serious in this movie. Not like this. Not yeah like and it's like that's the thing it's like dying when you like you have literally no way to defend yourself from like because you're in a different world and yeah and then like but they they th- do that a lot in the trilogy i think to a point where like you are watching everyone die left and right in all three movies from like in the matrix out of the matrix in the battles and in this one you're like i mean these people kind of look cool it'd be nice for once to not i think it was like they were trying to do the let's not do that gimmick again because that's what's expected. And you're kind of shocked when people don't die because then you see them go like, you know, they're in the car and I forget what her name was, but she's like, you know, Trinity inspired me and everything else. And she's going to die in the car. I was sure that they're dead. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, they're going to leave them behind and that's it. And then like, they're like, no, let's go back for them. And I'm like, oh shit, they actually care about these people. That's crazy. And you do feel good they don't die. Like, I, I felt a little satisfaction there. I won't lie. I actually appreciated that because, ironically, that was going against the normal, like, process you'd see in the other three movies. So, technically, that was a little bit more original on their part for doing that, if you really think about it. But otherwise, you know, they, they were just kind of there. And you do you like that joke where they're like, oh, he's going to fucking kill it. He's going to get us all killed. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're all going to fucking die. And I was like, yeah it's the track record usually so you guys got off pretty lucky honestly you guys were very very lucky i did though i think chris was like i can't believe they did that but i was like laughing the scene where everyone's jumping out of the windows attempting yeah to hit the car i thought that honestly i thought that was hilarious that was the funniest shit i was just like this is the best the analyst has is just literally throw people at them (laughs) because he's like we're already chasing him it doesn't seem to be working, so I'm just going to use everything at my current disposal, which means, like, <laughs> just, if you can hit the car, you do it, you can, like, potentially stop them a little bit more. 
and uh, yeah i thought i was just cracking up because she's yeah. like oh my god why are you running out the window and he's like i have a job honey ah! well that and like the the handler guy out in the real world it's like oh my god he's turning bodies into missiles and i'm like i bet you thought that sounded like a cool line <laughs> it just uh it's just not yeah no I, you should have just said bodies into bombs uh, you know that would have uh, been better that would have been better a little bit of because it's the bb there. you know it's yeah that, that's that's the only reason but otherwise like i said fun mess uh turn off your brain not really anything else i guess uh, overall me, i would say it's worth one watching one watch one watch don't yeah. you you could watch the other movies but at the same time you don't need to because guess what they're going to show that scene that references back to the previous movies because they're going to pull that into this movie so you'll watch it anyway dude yeah you don't need to watch the old it's like it, you'll see it there it's super funny because especially for the mr smith scenes like if they didn't superimpose those over the new guy i would be, have been so confused when he picked up the gun and just started screaming mr anderson because <laughs> i would have been like i don't understand what's happening i thought he was a good guy <laughs> what's going on man uh, also the sorry last thing the, the frenchman oh yeah i can't believe the they brought the merovingian back <laughs> he just looks like a tree he looks like a french trash and he's man. just dude he didn't even participate in the fight he just like kept he never did before he just he kept, never participates in the fight that's fair he just kept screaming about like how he's like neo is responsible for ruining pop culture because of sequels and it was like it was great it was more self-referential meta stuff that like you can tell his digital wife left him really weird yeah yeah she wasn't there she was like nah i i kissed neo and i didn't need any of you she left with the ghosts yeah oh god uh and then also the daughter of the those programs that was a little girl yeah that was actually cool that was really good i like that a lot that was actually a really good um callback yeah, i know i never like oh the oracle's that. dead she was erased in the previous program so. yeah yeah last thing do you think they'll make a sequel to it do you want a sequel to that i do not want a sequel to this i also don't think and i need a sequel to it but also I if they did it i would watch in a heartbeat <laughs> yeah that's because fuck it if it's this if it's dumb fun like this i'm like ah whatever the fuck it's you know who cares I'll, if I was, i'm spending like top 17 bucks on it uh, whatever that is really weird like i like i just said i don't want to see a sequel but if they did make a sequel i might still watch it just out of curiosity of like you're like don't do it yeah exactly <laughs> uh so i don't know but I if I were to bet, I don't think they're gonna make another one. I like, where do you yeah. go from here? No, uh, fucking Mr. Smith is back and he was building something, and now he's trying to disrupt what they're recreating with it. And maybe there's some issue with the machines now. Like, and um, Neil Patrick Harris is also bringing some of the cast from How I Met Your Mother into it as well, and uh, Deja Vu. And also Lawrence Fishman is there too. So now there's two Morpheuses because they wanted to save him for a sequel. And Hugo Weaving is still like, I'm not, you really thought I, I, I'm not, I'm not doing this shit. You can't, I'm not doing, I'm done. I'm not doing this shit. I did it for the Hobbit. And that was the, that was the one thing I was going to do was the Hobbit. Yeah. You can't make me do anything else. You're not Peter Jackson. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I don't know. Don't do it. Don't make another one. But if you do, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help at all does it no <laughs> i regret nothing but i think that's everything uh yeah, I think next we week 
next week, guys, we got Hawkeye. We'll talk some Hawkeye. And I think we could also do some cleanup of whatever we've been watching. I, I just got watched stuff. I don't have any like new play stuff really, unless I want to talk about Hunt Showdown maybe or something. But uh, we could just talk about Hawkeye and backlog shit. And we'll have a good time. And then the rest of January, we'll see what happens. I think we've got some stuff potentially on the horizon, depending on uh, what else we can knock out and what other movies are coming out too. Uh, we're going to try to see Nightmare Alley before that leaves theaters, if possible, so we could potentially talk about that. Uh, Game-wise, I'm not really playing anything new. If you guys want to listen to our newest thing for games, uh, it's going to be Halo Infinite. But sometime, I would say, in early February or late January, maybe we can do like a big old fat season of the Lost review. In preparation for Witch Queen. We could do that, especially since I should be done with the story stuff by then, hopefully. Yeah, I, I'm I feel like we're just it's like we're just waiting for that last mission to wrap up that story comes out because they're just like waiting on it. And I'm just hoping they don't do the whole oh, it's a week before Witch Queen comes out, and you're just like, for fuck, I just wanted this done like forever ago, and you made us wait like in a in a li- literal like three month gap from when the story finished. To finish that story and you go, hey, remember that story you did three months ago? Well, here's that last chapter to it. It's like a show just going, here's the final episode to the like, uh, yeah. here's the 10th episode. I'm like, God, why'd you, why'd you do this to me? Don't do that to me. But yeah. Anyway, of course, this has been Sutra Side Talk. If you want to send us questions, comments, any feedback, uh, questions we'll read on the show and answer on the show. Uh, you can send them to talk at gmail.com. It's just, you know, the show title at gmail.com. And you can follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sutra Side Talk. Uh, TikTok, I'm sorry, I haven't had a chance to really do anything with it yet. I'm trying to do some other non-podcast stuff. Same reason why Cut a Steel and uh, Up to a Down to It are on hiatus. So I honestly might not be doing TikTok for another month or so, depending on if I actually have time to just do these little one-minute clip edits. We'll see. But uh, I'm just trying to get some other things done, like I said. One it is, uh, we'll be doing pretty much from 131, or wait, well, this is 133, right? So 133, 132 onward, of the one minute clips on TikTok and stuff. But uh, for now, for sure, I'll have stuff on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Instagram mostly though. Uh, you can follow James on Twitter at invadergym124, and you can follow me on Twitter at gogocomzilla. If you guys want to support us, you can give us a five-star review on apple podcast you can i believe now rate us on spotify i think that is doable so if you do listen to us on spotify you can help us out there if it's youtube uh or anything really all these different platforms subscribe to us is the main help there and then youtube itself give the episode a like um if you have any comments like i said you can put it there too now that you uh, were on youtube you could put the comments as well uh but that that's i believe everything I hope you guys enjoyed this and we will catch you next week with Hawkeye and whatever else we got. So long. Thanks for listening.